Good evening. And as always, I want to just thank you for watching tonight. I always wanted to uh, just really tell you how much I appreciate uh, you taking time out of your busy schedule, uh, your busy days, uh, your evenings when you get home from work to listen or uh, watch this podcast. Um, as always, I know there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot that uh, uh, vies for our attention and that we could be doing. But I really do believe that God's Word uh, can work in our heart and in our life and that His Word is powerful and that it can encourage us on um, times where we are discouraged it can correct us in seasons that we need correction. Uh, and it's just food for the soul. And tonight we're in 2 Kings. And we had just got done looking at Elijah. And how the prophets had, uh, had, had he had spoke a word and uh, the king sent his soldiers uh, to get him. Um, and to arrest him. But they could not. And when we come to chapter 2 of 2 Kings, uh, Elijah is at the end of his life. And I just want to walk you through this chapter tonight uh, because there are so many things that could be applicable to us. But in verse 1 it says, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And I want you to see this tonight, that even though God was getting ready to take Elijah to heaven, Elijah was still on the go. Elijah was still on the move. Elijah was not um, sitting around wasting his life. He was fulfilling God's purpose for his life until the moment that God took him home. And Elijah tells Elisha, stay here. I'm going on to be with the Lord. But Elisha makes a statement here that is very telling of the kind of person that Elisha was. But Elisha, that's Elijah's um, uh, helper, his uh, soon-to-be successor. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. As they continued on their journey, uh, there were some prophets who came out and told Elisha, you got to stop. You don't follow him. Don't you know where he's going? And Elijah said, Elijah, excuse me, says, keep silent. I'm going with him. Church phone's ringing. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, he goes on and Elijah tells him again, stay where you're at. And Elijah says, no, I'm going with me. Um, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And so they get to Jericho, and the prophets in that town come out and said, Don't you know that your master is going to be taken from you? And don't miss this. Elisha says, Yes, I know. Keep silent. And then Elijah again says, Don't, don't go with me. Stay here. And Elisha says, No, I'm going with you. And tonight I want you to see the perseverance of Elisha. Because even though Elisha knew what was going to happen, and even though everyone told Elisha, 
he shouldn't go, Elisha knew something, that where Elijah went, he wanted to go. What God was doing in Elijah's life, Elisha wanted. And tonight I want to encourage you that there will be people who will discourage you. There will be people that try to talk you down. There will be people who try to, 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 to kill the flame that God has in your life. Don't let them. Keep doing what God has asked you to do. Keep going where God has asked you to go. Don't quit based on the other things and other thoughts and other emotions of what's going on. Because Elisha would have quit. He would not have been a part of the miraculous work of God. Starting in verse 8, it says, Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that, so the two of them crossed over together. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah asked Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And so because Elisha had continued to persevere, because Elijah had continued to follow, Elijah says, what is it that you want? Elisha asks for a double portion of your spirit to be upon me. What he's saying is, I want the power that God has given you. I want the ministry that God has given you. And I want it in a double portion. He's saying, I want to be used by God. I want to make a difference for God. And Elisha, in that moment, shows that his heart was in the right place. It was about God's glory, not his. Elijah says that is a hard thing because I'm not able to give that to you. That's something God gives. But he says, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be. But if not, it shall not be. And as they stood there, it happened that a chariot of fire approached and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven by a whirlwind. And Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. He then picks up the mantle of Elijah, goes back to the bank of the Jordan and struck the water. And guess what happened? It parted, and he crossed over. You see, it is recorded in the New Old Testament that Elisha did twice as many miracles that we see in Scripture than Elijah did. We see in this passage of Scripture that God put his hand of favor on Elisha, and Elisha worked for God's glory. Many magnificent things. But I ask you this question tonight. Would Elisha have received the double portion if he had stopped the first time Elijah said stop? Would he have received the blessing if he had stopped when the first group of prophets said stop? Would he have received the blessing if he stopped when Elijah told him the second time or the prophets told him the second time? No. I don't believe he would have. And tonight I want you to know something. I believe so many times we miss God's blessing. We miss God's power. Not because God doesn't want to, but because we won't. We won't stay faithful. 
We won't endure. We won't persevere. We quit on our marriage. We quit on our church. We quit on our family. We quit before the miracle arrives. And then I, I want to be very careful saying this because I don't want you to think I'm some television preacher and I'm, you know, naming and claiming. But while I believe that God can do anything and that God is all-powerful and he's all-knowing and he is on the throne of heaven and can do as he sees fit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I want to read a verse to you tonight. If you'll just give me a moment. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. That word for quench really means to pour cold water or water on a fire. It gives us this idea that while a fire is raging and providing heat and can be used to cook upon and for light, that sin, the sin in our life, the sin of unbelief, the sin that we struggle with can quench what the Spirit is doing. Limiting what the Spirit can do, not because He is not able to overcome us, but because that's the loving God that we serve. I believe the reason that churches are cold and dead is because God's people have quenched the Spirit. I believe that's the reason that believers are dead in their walk with the Lord, because they have quenched the Spirit. You say, well, Jake, that's not a very powerful and mighty and providential God if if our sin and wickedness will limit what he can do. Well, I don't believe it's because our power, I believe it's because that that's how God chooses to operate. And so for me, I want to be willing to be led by the Spirit, used by the Spirit, to step out in faith, even when it makes no sense. And so as always, I pray tonight that this will help you to be encouraged, to continue to serve, and continue to wait for God to do that mighty work in your life. God bless.